Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm really excited because we finally, I finally get to interview uh, the mayor of St. Paul, Melvin Carter, someone who I've known since he was a young boy. <laughs> and he has just been really special to me and my family. How are you, St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter? How are you, sir? You know, I'm doing really well. I'm looking forward to the conversation today. I was, I already was before you started us off with that good music. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You know. So here's the thing. Last week, as you know, marked a milestone in a local neighborhood's comeback story. Anthony Bradford became the first person to become a homeowner by using St. Paul's Inheritance Fund. The program is designed to help residents and descendants of the historic Rondo neighborhood achieve one of the tenets of the American dream. First of all, congratulations, because you've been working on this for a while. Am I correct? Yes, we've been working on it for, uh, I guess, over uh, over a year it's been in concept for a while, uh, really in creation over the past probably year and a half or so as we've worked with our staff and our uh, Department of Planning and Economic Development to make it a reality. So we're, it's, it's very much a first-in-the-nation type of program, and we're excited about it, super excited for Mr. Bradford. So tell us more about St. Paul's Inheritance Fund, you know, how difficult it was to get this uh, started. And then now that it has started and you have that first person who has home ownership because of this, tell me what that has been like. It's, it's got to be one of those, oh, my gosh, we were hurrying up, or oh, my gosh, look at what we did, and oh, my gosh, we got so much more to do. It really is all of the above. It's a dream come true. You know, there there are a few pinch me moments in this work for me, and this, you know, that certainly was one of those. Being able to celebrate that with him, seeing the staff, how excited and how uh, how proud they were of just being able, how grateful they were of being able to be a part of this story is really meaningful. You know the story well, Geraldine. You know, we 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 all drive I ninety four and we take it for granted, and we forget sometimes that. Um, not too long ago, just one generation ago, uh, those were people's homes. That was a neighborhood. And in fact, over 700 homes were taken to build that freeway. There's a study that shows that in today's dollars, approximately $157 million in wealth that was stripped from St. Paul's African-American community as a result of that. We've been talking about how bad that is and how much we regret that for a couple of decades now. We've heard public apologies. But, you know, if you take $157 million, you got to say more than sorry. you got to start putting that inheritance back in place. And that's what the Inheritance Fund is about. Well, this is remarkable because just one, just one person in the Rondo area being able to get this home and talk about it and say, look what happened with this Inheritance Fund. That in itself can bring tears to my eyes because it's moving forward. So how many years was it before this started? 
Um, well, the families were moved out of Rondo in the, in the late 50s. Oh, no, I know. No, no, the um, question I'm asking, we, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, we've, I guess, we, I think we started kind of ruminating around this in 20, about summer of 2020. And obviously, we've had a lot going on since summer of 2020. Uh, fortunately, we've got a, a, a rel- still relatively new director of our planning and economic development department, uh, whose name is Nicole Goodman. She came in and literally on her day one, she sort of pitched something like this to me and asked me what I thought about it. And we said, yes, let's actually build, let's, let's, let's build it. When in, I, I think about last January saying, all right, let's actually make this a reality. I um, proposed it publicly in August of last year. Uh, the city council gave us the funding and gave us the go ahead in January. And so be, from January to June, uh, our staff kind of put together the rules, uh, to, you know, publicized an application, uh, started vetting candidates and started getting the dollars out. Uh, Mr. Bradford is the first to close on a home. But one of the things we want people to know as well is if you already own a home, you can access up to $85,000 in fully forgivable funds to renovate an existing home or up to $110,000 in fully forgivable funds to purchase a new home. So we've had a handful of families uh, who have uh, done the home renovation through the inheritance fund now as well. So uh, we couldn't be more excited about it, Jaron. It's amazing what is happening um, here in Rondo. By the way, the, the big thing for me is that there have been generations now since all of this was going on, right? That's right. And, and you, we're looking at those that are left, right, saying, saying to them, okay, you work really hard and make sure that we can get you, you know, into this St. Paul Inheritance Fund. If that is the case, do you have all of the information about those who were, whose families really lost everything? And if so, are you looking to them saying, do you want to be a part of this? Yeah, we certainly are. Um, you know, and, and the goal is for, you know, if, if, if the person who wasn't, uh, wasn't, you know, that's why we call it the inheritance fund. You know, my, my grandparents owned a half a dozen or so commercial properties on Old Rondo. I would have said to inherit not just the, the bricks and mortar, but the wealth that those properties represented uh, had it not been for I-94. So the goal is to pick back up where those descendants are concerned. Um, yes, there's, of course, property records for uh, who the state bought those funds from uh, or, or, you know, who the, who the um, you know, preceding property owner was before the property was taken. Uh, that can help do that. Um, and there's a lot of community wisdom as well. So we've got great uh, partners. For example, the Rondo Land Trust uh, works with us to help verify descendancy, um, you know, where there's, if there's any question. Um, and so the goal is to make it as permissive as possible uh, while making sure that the funds actually do go to the families and to the descendants of those people who actually have properties taken. Did you have a quiet, uh, you know, shout at church or did you, you know, cry and, and be uplifted by this moment? Uh, I can only imagine what this feels like for you, especially considering that you um, are one of the, the sons of Rondo area and that you've championed the Inheritance Fund program to return wealth and home ownership to low-income families affected by I-94 Freeway Project. I want to know how you feel about this. What did you do? Did you jump? Did you scream? Did you cry? Did you hug everyone that you know and love? <laughs> Probably some of all of the above at different points in time during the process. You're right. I'm a, I'm a descendant of Old Rondo. I've been hearing these stories all my life. Um, and not just the stories, but the, the generational trauma uh, that's caused 
by, you know, the, by, by the city, by our government units, by our government entities being involved in stripping people's homes, stripping people's wealth. My father tells a story of remembering seeing the St. Paul Fire Department burn down his parents' home as a training exercise after they were moved out. So when we look at the, the, the generations of what we see, when we look at the, 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 the unrest that we saw after the murder of George Floyd, you know, I'm convinced that that wasn't just about uh, police violence. That was about systemic violence and all the ways in which these systems that we pay into that are supposed to be helping us raise our children feel like they end up having their knee on our neck. And so we end up fighting against these legacies. Um, much of my work is fighting against these legacies that have historically told communities of color, that have historically told low-income Americans, you shouldn't trust government because look at all, these, all, all this evidence that exists uh, that says you're not really who, who, who we're here to serve. So our excitement is, one, helping Mr. Bradford and helping so many other folks real, build that generational wealth. But even more importantly, you know, I, I think our excitement is the trust that we can build in government and the opportunity that we can have to really serve people, really lift communities, um, and really do what democracy was supposed to be envisioned to do in the first place because people give us the, the license through the confidence and trust that we're building. I'm so glad that you are the St. Paul mayor. I just want you to know you sound like a preacher, and it just blows my mind because <laughs> I've known you since you were very young. Let's talk a little bit about the budget. You knew me since I was a kid in okay. church, so that's probably okay. no <laughs> Exactly. So um, it says here, with a budget of more than $2.6 million available for the down payment assistance program, more than 500 applicants, including Bradford, filed paperwork for grants. Now, my question is, is $2.6 million is going to go quickly. Am I correct? It's going to go really quickly, and the goal has always been to run out of money. We you know, ended up this spring having to sort of uh, stop, pause the application process, and tell folks, we, just, we, we can't accept any more applications right now because we already know that uh, the applications that we have in are likely to, you know, the applications we have in already are likely to fully subscribe all the funding that we have against it. Our goal has always been to run out of money because that means we're helping people. And then that'll give us an opportunity to go back to the city council and say, hey, look, here's a program that's working. Here's a program that's exciting for us. It's a, that, that's really compelling our community members to come forward. And I'll tell you that I, I don't take two things that we take as an enormous compliment. One is the fact that, you know, we created a resource and the line is full and people are, pack, are, are rushing to it. It means people see the work that we're doing in City Hall as relevant to their lives. The second piece is this, and you know our body of work. We've started the College Savings Account Initiative to start every child born in our city with $50 in a college savings account. Uh, we've done piloted guaranteed income programs in St. Paul. Uh, we've done a whole lot of things. And every now and then our staff will call somebody and say, hey, listen, we launched a child college savings account for your child or, you know, we want to sign you up for two years worth of $5,500 checks. No questions asked as we study what the impacts are on poverty that we can make uh, through a guaranteed income type of approach. And every now and then somebody looks and says, wait a minute, this has to be a scam. And we honestly carry that as a badge of honor because it, it, it makes us feel like, Oh, we're, we're doing what we said we were going to do. We came into this experiment and said, we're going to reimagine the way City Hall can be relevant in people's lives. And we're going to live beyond the boundaries, beyond the traditional outlines of what we're used to, because we know that doing something different is the only way we can expect different results. And so when people look and say, wait a minute, that's, this, this seems too good to be true. What are you doing? It makes us feel like we must have gone beyond the boundaries of what people expect from a city. And once they get a home, once they are able to, to be in it, 
How much time do they have? It's theirs. It's they don't have to worry if they um, all of a sudden don't have the money to pay the rent, um, uh, not the rent, but the mortgage. Is that mortgage. being considered? And you would you would find other funds? Well, again, the goal. So so the goal is to facilitate wealth creation. And what you just asked is one of the most important questions, because when we saw the foreclosure crisis 15 years ago or so, um, I think what ended up happening leading up to that is there are a whole lot of people trying to figure out how to get people's name on a mortgage. But what we've learned is getting somebody's name on a mortgage and facilitating wealth creation through home ownership really are two different things. And so, first of all, Mr. Bradford, in order to qualify this for this, had to demonstrate that he would be able to maintain that mortgage. Um, he had to demonstrate that. He took a first-time home buyer classes, et cetera, and did some of those things to be able to demonstrate that he was ready to maintain that mortgage. Should something happen, one, he bought a home, and this has been publicized, I think, for 225000 or $229,000, something like that, and uh, the city put – up $90,000 against that purchase. So he has wealth to fall back on. He has equity to fall back on. Should something happen, that's really important for us. And then the other piece for us is to say, uh, we've actually changed, and this is one of these kind of nerdy but important changes. We changed the criteria for the uh, forgiveness of those dollars. Historically, the city's forgivable funds, and then uh, to purchase a home says, it's forgivable over 30 years. So if you sell that home after 25 years, or if you move out after 25 years, you still owe that money back to the city. Again, that's not facilitating wealth creation. So we cut that in half and said, listen, we're going to amortize it over 15 years. And every single year, one fifteenth of the funds will be forgiven. So if he moves out after five years, then obviously he's got one, one third of that uh, original subsidy um, is his in the form of equity in the home. So the, the, the entire goal is to facilitate um, uh, equity, to facilitate people getting on their feet financially and really becoming self-sustainable. And we, we see that, that equity, the ability to move into that home on day one with significant equity in that space as a real cushion in uh, the same as it is for millions of other Americans, finally having that cushion of equity for African-American families as well, I think will be key. I cannot tell you how grateful I am of what you have put together. And it's here. It's actually, it's begun. That's amazing. It's so um, how do you build um, build up yourself? You know, it takes all of us to really have someone that pours back into us that joy, that happiness, and the great ideas. You have so many great ideas, but who do you go to? Who is the person or people who lifts you up during well, this you know, I, I, difficult I, I, time? You might hear it, you know, it's Sunday night, so I just had a three-year-old walk in the room. Uh, and so you <laughs> might you might hear some of my, my lift-uppers as we <laughs> chat. Um, but... In, in knowing me, you also know my family. You yes. know, I have an incredible family uh, between my wife and our children, my parents, you know, we have, and my sisters and, you know, uh, extended family. We have an, an incredible kind of family support uh, that sort of, you know, my, my friends always joke that we were that we were in training to be public leaders from, from birth. Um, and then I'll tell you, I, I, I get a chance to work with and, and to just see and to learn from some of the most incredible fat crew of city staff. I've ever seen in my life. And so, you know, when we talk about the inheritance fund, you know, this is, uh, a re- you know, me getting a chance to give speeches and do interviews about some really hard pencil sharpening work uh, that our uh, housing director and our planning and economic developer uh, director um, and some of our other housing team staff, like really, really got to work and did. And so I'm really, really blessed every single day to be able to be surrounded by people who are experts in their field, 
who understand this city and the dynamics of the city like and who are incredibly committed to just making us our community a little bit stronger and a little bit better. Uh, we, we wouldn't be able to do all this if it wasn't for the incredible staff we get to work with. Well, sir, I wish I had more time with you, but uh, Mayor Melvin Carter of St. Paul. Yes, go right ahead. Let me tell you one more thing. You started this with with Kirk Franklin. You asked me about, you know, what, what if I, you know, shouted at church or something. And I'll tell you this. I'm also, I'm also really honored and blessed because there's probably not a week that passes uh, that some auntie or somebody's grandma or somebody at the coffee shop or at the barbershop or at the grocery store looks at me and says, you know, I, I appreciate what you're doing and I'm praying for you. And I appreciate that so much. Um, and it means so much to me. And as you say, kind of where do I get that energy? I'll also say, you know, it, it's a privilege to be able to be doing the type of work that we're doing, to be able to be, um, I think, doing it in such a unique fashion as we're doing it and to be surrounded by community members who not only support it, but who, you know, who, 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 who give me strength. And it's a blessing to be able to, to, to serve in this role and really never feel like I'm isolated or by myself. Well, you, you matter, sir. What you do, it, it matters. So keep going. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Mayor Melvin Cotter of St. Paul. It has been a pleasure, sir. And I do hope that we will get a chance to talk about it more in the future. That's right. Thanks for having me on. Take care, sir. All right. Bye-bye. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 